Hey guys, you're listening to the Huh Podcast with Dino and Michelle. I am Pastor Matt, the father from the Father and Son Watch Horror Movies Podcast. I listen to this podcast every week, and you should too. This is Gang Alley Media, where faith, family, and pop culture collide like a bloody train wreck. Everybody, we're back. It's Huh Podcast. This is Dino. Wait, it's not. This is Michelle. Uh, This is Dino. (laughs) Wow, okay. Well, I figured since this is going to be a different kind of episode, Mm -hmm. we would start it off differently. Okay. Well. I think I did a pretty good job of being you. (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) yep so yeah um I threw you off didn't I yeah well yeah and I'm kind of thrown off anyway um cause (laughs) like I said yesterday Monday was one hell of a week (laughs) um you know we normally record on Mondays yes and things just at work thing everything was just kind of getting thrown at me i w- felt like an octopus waiting for yet another shoe to drop you know and it did and they they kept dropping and i had one guy he had an eye infection so now he's out all week and then i have people complaining about bugs but are doing their own type of pest control that's counteracting us and then blaming us because our chemical is not working. Well, if you're going up behind me, doing your own thing, don't blame my chemical. Exactly. And then I was going to go and help one of my guys, so I was staying late, mm-hmm. which would have put me in probably a 14 or 15 hour day, day which is fine. I, I'm not, you know... This guy works hard, and I'm not. I don't ask people to do things that I'm not willing to do. Right. So I had no problem going to ask to help him. The rub came when we went to the institution. When I go into work, I have to be uh, have to have my temperature taken multiple times. Multiple times. I, I've dropped you off, and I've had to have mine taken. And man. By the end of the day, my butt hurts. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No. Uh, <sighs> no. Although I understand that is the most accurate temperature. Yeah. Well, out of, you know, whether you do it under the tongue, on you know. Right. Well, you know what the difference is between a oral and a rectal thermometer, right? You know what the big difference is? The taste. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> but, uh, no, so, this morning, uh, mo- Monday morning, night. Monday morning, I went in, I was 97.7. Great. During the day, I went into another place, I was, like, 99. Another place, I was 98.6, you know. But, it's hot here, South Carolina. 
Yeah, know? I mean, we've, we were pushing 100 degrees. Yeah, we've been in the high 90s with the feels like right. 105, you know. Right. Well, evidently, that feels like kicked my butt because this was 6 o'clock in the evening. And I went into the institution with my guy. My guy scanned fine. I scanned at 100.4. Actually, no, no, no. I scanned at 100.5. The cutoff is 100.3 for them to let you in to the institution. So they said, well, wait here for a minute and try to cool down, and then we'll rescan you. But we're in a concrete building, and there's no air there, and it's, yeah, there's people around, and I'm trying to get out of everyone's way, so I'm not really cooling down, <laughs> and I went down to 100.4, and then they didn't let me back in. Well, they didn't just not let you in, they sent you home. They said, well, no, so I had to go and, and call the COVID response hotline. Because, you know, I don't want to, hey, this is protocol, this is their thing, that's fine. Spoke with a very nice lady who said, well, a nurse will be contacting you. Spoke with the nurse, and she goes, well, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Are you running any temperature? Well, aside from the temperature there, no, I've been fine. Have you been around anywhere? And they went through this checklist. Have you traveled? Have you this? No, 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 no. I said, I feel great. You know. Okay, well, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I said, now, I have one guy out. <laughs> I have another guy who deserves to be off because he's got, uh, you know, he's been working hard and he needs a few days off. Mm -hmm. I need to be there. Well, we'll see what we can do for you. I do understand it's hot out. Yeah, it probably ran your temperature up. Now, so they're agreeing with this theory. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, we went out. We bought a, a thermometer. We bought a, an oral digital thermometer. Took my temperature last night. I was 98.7. Took it this morning. I was 97.7. Took it in the middle of the day. I was 98.6. Took it again at about 5 o'clock. I was 97.7. I get a phone call from... And mind you, you're not in work because they told you you couldn't come into work. Right. You, you kind of yeah. skipped over that. Yeah. So. That, so I can't be in work until they clear me. Now. Thank you. So... All day I, long. You all day long. I'm like, come on, call me. I want to... You know, I get a phone call. How you feel? I feel great. Here are my temperatures. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, we, so we still want to monitor you. I said, I don't have COVID. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I have my little coughs that I do. But those are allergies or what have you. I taste, I smell, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling fine, feeling great. No flu-like symptoms, nothing. Yeah, it was probably the outside temp. Okay, so you agree with me now. Let me come to work. <laughs> well, we got to monitor us. Why? Well, that's our policy. Well, your policy is dumb. I need to be at work. 
I have things to do. I'm a supervisor. Not only do I have work, you know, in the institution, I've got office work to do. And I've got a guy out already. So, and one guy deserves to be off. I can't have nobody in this place. Let me go in. Well, we gotta continue. So yeah, I'm, uh, this is a little flip the script, huh? Podcast where I've got grapes. <laughs> I understand, but you know, this is why zero tolerance or whatever is zero common sense. Let's knock this crap off already. the The biggest irony is whenever there's a building on our campus that is suspected of COVID, I'm the one that goes there and disinfects. <laughs> I'm the COVID killer. Me and, and my machine that I've called Kenneth Copeland. COVID-19! Oh. <laughs> Me and little portable Kenny go in there and kill COVID-19. COVID-19! Oh. <laughs> you go. I rebuke you, COVID. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's fun. That's <laughs> fun. On the upside, yes, I did get packages to, uh, yesterday. Yes, so that was good. And go to YouTube because I have a new video up there about that unpackaging, and it's a good one. So. Check that out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I already checked it out. Yeah. You liked it? Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, that was that. And. I'm off most of this week. You're off most of this week. My two days are together, but all the way at the end of the week. Yeah. Friday and Saturday. Good. Yeah. And yes. You're doing good. Yes. Yeah. And then I think after that, I'm going to be Wednesday and Saturday every week. Okay. So it'll be cool. Because yeah. the kids will be starting a co-op on Fridays, and I'm going to be uh, teaching a class there. So that'll... Right. I'll be lead teacher in one class and assistant in the flip side of that class. Hmm. be teaching nature science. Yeah. The girls are excited. Cool. Cool. So, commercial break! Ah! Hi there, this is the Manster, one of your humble hosts from Pina Comics Podcast. What is Pina Comics, you say? Fair question. Pina Comics is a weekly pop culture podcast with a mission. A mission to explore humankind's greater geekdom and report our findings back to you listeners every week. We explore movies, games, TV shows, comics, local events and conventions, and so much more. We'll tell you just what we think of all the stuff that makes life fun, or at least bearable, and hopefully make you laugh, chortle, cackle, bust a gut, or even just chuckle while doing it. So join me and my fellow hosts, Ganache and Sir John, every week. You'll find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or whatever podcatching app you like to stuff inside that little phone of yours. Listen in. Hey guys, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And, and we, we are Cinematic, Cinematic Blind, Blind Spots. The podcast where two movie lovers will introduce each other to a new film every week. 
No matter the year or the genre, nothing is off limits. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on all the socials. And remember, whether you are in your car or in the theater, always check your blind spots. This is Peter Laws introducing you to the Creepy Cove Community Church Podcast. It's a podcast presented in the style of a church service, but not just any church. Creepy Cove is a mysterious haunted fishing town by the sea where every horror movie actually happened. Each show is an immersive audio experience where you attend the After Dark service. You'll meet the eccentric congregation. You'll get news from the town, including appearances from horror movie characters. There's a sermon to help you reflect in space for prayer and meditation. You'll also hear church music like you've never heard before. Treat this show as pure entertainment if you like, or as a genuine space for spiritual and philosophical pondering. You don't have to be into church to come, and don't feel you have to listen to episodes in order. Just scroll through and find a topic you like and drop right in. Or why not subscribe and get all new episodes sent straight to you for free? Visit creepycove.com or find us at Twitter or Facebook. Just search for at creepycove. And I look forward to seeing you at the next service of the Creepy Cove Community Church. How is this episode different? How? 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 Besides you (laughs) taking a lead on the intro. Yes. Instead of doing our normal um, picking films or or whatnot, we've got a season of a show that we're going to discuss today. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know if you would call it a guilty pleasure for yourself, because it does tend to be more of a female audience, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, it's a show that we've liked for quite a... We've watched all ten seasons, haven't we? Or nine seasons. This this one was the ninth one. We might have missed one or two. We might have missed one or two, but I think we have. Yeah. I mean, we saw that we saw it from the first season, and then somewhere along the lines we missed a season... Or two for whatever reason. Well, we had, we had started season one because they had like a marathon. Right. Because it was just before season two came out. Right. And at first we were like, what the hell is this crap? And then <laughs> we got into it. And then it it is a very interesting character study. Yeah. And it, it's, it, it's not a show that you have to watch every season in order to. It's not a yeah. fictional running storyline show. Yeah. Um, you can skip a season here or there, but without further ado... Oh, it is reality television. Yes. But not... Well, yeah. Like I say, <laughs> it's character study. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it's started as a Lifetime show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know this last season we watched on Netflix, but um, I do believe yeah. it's it's a Lifetime show. And so, uh, it's on Hulu also. Yeah. And I, um, I believe they have like two seasons per year mm-hmm. that, that it's been on. Right. But it is a show called Married at First Sight. And basically what it's about are there are experts in um, people. And they what they do is they have people come in and interview and these are all people who are single but wanting to be married they're people who feel for whatever reason they constantly pick the wrong people um, or they just simply can't find the right person looking on their own Um, so what they do is they go to these experts and say 
match me with somebody. And they have, like, what, ten, tens of thousands? They of, have tens of thousands of, of, of people apply. Right. And then I think they only bring, like, a hundred of um, both male and female. So a hundred females and a hundred males actually come in and get to do a seminar. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they narrow it down further, and then they narrow narrow it down further. Um, they wind up doing like these, you know, hundred question, you know, hundreds of question questionnaires about, you know, what are you looking for in a spouse? What, you know, what are you looking? For? Do you want kids? Do you not want kids? You know, and all this, all this other stuff. And they get very personal in a lot of the questions, and then they just keep narrowing it down and narrowing it down until. The experts pick. At first, it used to just be three couples right. per season, but now they've upped it for like the last two or three seasons. It's been four couples mm-hmm. per season, and they match up the couple that they think has the the most in common, or looking, for, you know, have the most um, things that they can relate to each other about. Um, that are working towards the same goals. Now they don't look for them to be the same people. You know, if there's differences within them, that's fine. But they look for the couple that's compatibility—that's going to be the most compatible to right. um, in the marriage. And then they when, and like you said, it's not apples to apples. It's you know, if this one would benefit where someone else right is lacking, they can complement each other. You know, to make a whole couple, you know, right. matching strength with, with weakness or stuff like that. Right. 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 Because, I mean, we all know, you know, we need that person that, that if we're down, has the ability to pick us up. Right. And, you know, vi- vice versa, that we can pick them up when they are down. Um, so basically, they narrow it down to where the, the cup, where they match these people together and then they go and tell them, well, you know, you've been selected and in two weeks you're going to marry a complete stranger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they basically spend the next two weeks in what would typically be the engagement phase. Um, you know, they do shop, you know, dress uh, dress shop. and They don't show all the details, like as far right. as like the picking the wedding cake and stuff like that. I know that the couples do have... A say in that, but they don't go into all that detail. That's kind of not, right? Not really necessary. Now they will show you the sh- the dress shopping or the you know the tux fittings and um, you know they show each uh, wife and each husband explaining to their families and friends that they're going to be married to a stranger and and you kind of see the reactions of the family and it kind of lets you know. Oh yeah, this you know this is going to be hard on them because they don't have the support of their family that they need. Right. Um, or you'll be very surprised and go, "Wow, the family is very supportive." Right. Right. Um, and then you know, so they spend that whole time, and then pretty much at the end of the first episode or going into the second episode, are the actual weddings. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, if you watch the series, you will hear it a million and a half times. These are legally binding marriages. <laughs> this is not a pretend experiment. Let's see how it goes. Right. It is a legally through the state binding marriage. And the only way out the only is divorce. Is divorce. These are complete strangers. 
<laughs> that is the only. That is the only thing I don't like about the show. You can play a drinking uh, game each time you watch. How many times they say that? <laughs> well, and at least you, it's it tapers off towards the end of this, you know, towards the yeah. end of the series. But man, those first five or six episodes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's oh, it's like, we get it, we know. <laughs> but, you know, so these people meet at the altar for the very first time. These are strangers, though, right? Strangers. Complete? Complete strangers. And this is a legally binding, the only way out of divorce? Can I put a mask on you right now? I just want, hey, <laughs> had I been wearing a mask... <laughs> I could have been at work. No, I'm kidding. I wear a mask. All right, so <laughs> let's stop there and let me ask you. Hmm? What do you think of the premise, Marrying a Stranger? <sighs> do you think, had you not found me, that you could have done something like that? Do you think you could have been adventurous and tried? I they, they, they do talk about it being a social experiment. So do you think you could have been adventurous enough to try something like that? I don't think so. I don't fault them for doing it. Mm-hmm. Necessarily. But I don't I don't think I would have enough faith in people to to pick my happiness life. Okay. I mean even it even knowing that they go through everything that they go through to to try and match you. I mean, because, like, they even, they go into, they have, um, Dr. Pepper yeah. is... Yeah, her name is Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you like to be a pepper tree? <laughs> she, she's a great lady. I like yeah. her, though. And, and one of the things that she does before they make final matches is she actually visits your home. Right. And she gets very, I mean, she will be going through your underwear drawer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she tries to see everything that she that she possibly can, you know, in the confines that she had to see what type of a person you are. Right. And so you're saying you don't you don't I, think even with that you can you could trust them to have your best interest at heart. Oh, I trust them to have my best interest at heart. I just don't trust them to. I don't know. I guess to me it would seem too clinical. Too clinical. Yeah. Okay. See, I think I think I probably had I not found you and gotten to the point because and a lot of them you will see that they're like late late twenties. Yeah. To like mid thirties, so they're and a lot of them do want children, so they're getting to the point where it's like, okay, I'm not doing this on my own. I really need some help. I think had I gotten to that situation, I think I probably could have done it. Right. I mean, because we met, we were... We were 25, so I mean... We right, weren't, okay, we were mid-20s. Right, we weren't young, but we weren't... Right. You know, we weren't that far. Right. And, I mean, we knew two weeks after we met that right. we were going to get married. I mean, that, yeah. that wasn't even... And I, and I have no doubt that had you and I... Both applied for that show. Mm-hmm. We probably would have been oh, yeah. matched up anyway. I mean, hell, absolutely. Focus on the family. Thought we were cheating on our on our 
pre-marriage compatibility test. Yeah. So. Well, that's because one thing one thing you and I have always done from the very beginning is talk. Right. We talk to each other. Yeah. And um, I'm going to pause for just a second. It's, it's not going to rain, so I'm going to open the window so we have a... Yeah, I mean, you know, so you and I, we talk about things. We, right. we And that's always been how we were. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we knew right, you know, within two weeks of meeting, we knew that, okay, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah. And as you were saying, when we were going through the marriage process, our church had us go uh, to a counseling center that used focus on the family to... We got uh, crickets. Yes, we do. Okay, yeah. In case you don't know, we we are in the uh, mobile, you know, studio. mobile power station but. studio, <laughs> which is our Dodge our. Avenger. Okay. Okay, but <laughs> anyway, they had us take these questionnaires, and it was basically, what, like 150 questions something or like something that. like that, and it was so many questions per Session. aspect of right. marriage, you know, Um how do you think you'll relate to in-laws? How do you think you'll, you know, handle this? And how will you handle this? And how, you know, um, what what are you looking for in sexual compatibility and everything else? So uh, we went, and what they do is they put me in one room and they put you in another. Now, cool story is your roommate was getting married at the same time. Right. And their appointment was at the same place right after ours but we all showed up together mm-hmm. so they actually took both of us girls in one room and you and right. your roommate in another right. so uh you know that made it memorable for them so after we took the test focus on the family called them back up and said well you're going to need to have them come back and do the test again because you didn't do it right they're not supposed to be in the same room and they were able to distinctly remember they weren't in the same room right and focus on the family thought that it was incredible because out of nine categories, mm-hmm. we matched 100% on seven of them. Right. Um, on the other one, I think we were like in the 80s right. or some somewhere right around there. And I can't even remember what category it was, but it was still high. And the other category, we matched 50%. Right. And that category was sexual compatibility. And the reason for that? We had I nothing, was a virgin. Right. And we had we nothing to go on. We had nothing to. Right. I had nothing even to reference because it was like, well, what do you, you know, what do you look for? So I, I don't know. Right. How am I supposed to answer? I don't know. <laughs> and in fairness, uh, we were also going to a very conservative church. We we you know, and we were very conservative. <laughs> ourselves at that point yeah we never spent time alone with well, each other yeah we we were in that uh you know uh i kiss dating goodbye right Boshna <laughs> that they had uh you know where you, I mean, you don't want to invite temptation so you know you always had a group of friends with you or whatever whatever right now there were times where like i would pick you up in the car or you would pick me up in the car and we go to we'd go somewhere but it was always the other place new like we were really strict about it where wh- whatever friend's house we were going to mm-hmm. they knew what time you were picking me up right. 
and they knew what time to expect us at their house because right. they knew how long it took to get there. Now, so there was no... <laughs> right. And, and we're not recommending this. So please hear what we're saying, not what we're not saying. Mm-hmm. We're not recommend. This isn't prescriptive. This is descriptive. Right. <laughs> now, I do believe in being as pure as you can until you oh, wait yeah. at night. That's me. But... So, so we're not not saying to... <laughs> Right. If you whatever measures you feel you need to take, if that's something you want, right, it has to be something you want. Right. That's what I wanted. Right. And that's what you know. And after we discussed it, you you know, that was what we you wanted for us. Right. But anyway, that's a so. Um. I do think that I could have trusted them to to do that for me. Yeah. I think that's where we started that rabbit trail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so at that point, I mean, it's a very interesting. And then, you know, they are now married. They have their um, reception and everything. And that's really where they get to start talking to each other and, and finding out about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, this last season was quite interesting in, in some of the couples that they, that they put together. Um, are we going to go into each one of those, or are we just going to kind of talk about the show a little bit? Well, this season, they were in, uh, Charleston, right? No. No, they were uh, in Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte uh, North Carolina. Yeah. So, not too far from here. Matter of fact, two of the ladies mm-hmm. are from here in the Midlands. Yeah. Uh, one, one, um... One was is, from the church, the town that where our church is. Where our church is, Irmo. Irmo, and the other, the other one, one is from, in Lexington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so after that, they have the reception. Then, of course, you've got the wedding night. Yeah. And what happens on most wedding nights? Right. <laughs> but of course, now you're you know you have what your normal wedding night expectation would be. However, you have to keep in mind that you this is a person you've just met literally hours before hours before. So most you know, most times that doesn't happen on that wedding. Yeah, now there I mean throughout the throughout the se- you know the the different the series, right. I think there's been a couple of couples who who couple, have a couple of couples. A couple of couples. Um, who have consummated the marriage on the wedding night. Um, but it is very, you know, it is very rare. Um, I think out of the four, there was only one couple, right? Nope, no. None of them did. Not on this season. Nobody did on this season. Oh, no, no, no. They did. Not not on the the wedding night. First night of the honeymoon. Right. 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 There was was a couple on the first night of the honeymoon. And that's just it. It's after, um, you know, they have the wedding night. They wake up the next morning. Typically, they have, um... Breakfast mm-hmm. uh, with their with the families, right? Uh, to kind of you know start meeting them a little bit and getting getting the family families in and and whatnot. And then from there, they give them their surprise package and tell them where they're going for their honeymoon. Right now, they used to send everybody off on separate honeymoons. Yeah. Originally, everybody was kind of on their own. Yeah. They did separate honeymoons and all that. Now, the last couple of the seasons, last couple of seasons, they had all four honeymooning at the same place and 
meeting up for activities as a support system. Right, because they knew the how pressure-filled this was. I mean, one, you're legally marrying a stranger. <laughs> the only way out is divorce, folks. I don't know if you know this. But they're legally marrying the stranger, and then they're, um, you know, not only is that pressure, you now have this entourage of yeah, camera you're, crews you're filming following a show. you. Yeah, and you're <laughs> you trying know? to be real. You know, stop, right. stop acting polite and start getting real. That's the real world. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so the, it, it's it's a very high pressure, high pressure situation. So they, you know, the last couple of seasons, seasons, as you said, they've had them all going to the same place. Right, someone else that's in your same predicament that you can lean on. Right, right. So, I mean, that that has definitely helped. Um, What I liked that they did this season is after the seven-day honeymoon, they, of course, brought them back. One of the things that they started to do a couple of seasons ago you know, even after the couples having meet, um, met up during the honeymoon, what they started a couple of seasons ago was the couples used to have to decide whose apartment they're going to stay in for the duration of the experiment. Um, and I think there was one couple who made the choice to find an outside place, yeah. not his or hers, but, but neutral find, right, ground. For, to find a neutral ground and that was that couple's decision and then i think the next year the show took that and said you know hey we think that's a wonderful idea and they ran with that right and from now from now from then on what they've done is the show has found a mutual ground for the couples for all four couples for all four couples in the same apartment complex this is the first time they did it in the same apartment complex right 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 uh, they've been finding, you know, the mutual ground for each couple, but this year they found it in the same apartment complex so the couples could be close to each other for additional mm-hmm. support. Right. And I think that's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Especially when you would see them getting together, you know, because I think they did it more than once getting together um, doing uh, um, like barbecues in the courtyard. Yeah. So, yeah, you can have like your girls night. Mm-hmm. And you guys night or whatever, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But then you can have like all four couples hanging out too. Right. You know, and they can do that. Right. And I think like one of the couples had um, uh, offered to bring the the rest of them to the NASCAR experience. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so they, they were doing this season, they were doing much more of getting together. Yeah. But basically. I would like to do that too. I would. I do. Yeah. We looked it up. It was um, if you don't drive. If you go in the passenger seat for the NASCAR experience, it's only $99 to $135. Mm. If you drive, it can be anywhere from 200 to 2500 I have no idea how they get that high of a range. This is where but... I make an announcement that we're starting a Patreon account. <laughs> and for as little as... $135? You get um, an episode free. I, I don't know. Wait, we've got $10 gift cards to... Uh, we will get to that. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, they come back, and now it's them trying to pretty much go into normal life, as normal as life can be with cameras around you twenty four, almost 24-7. Right. You know, and it's like figuring out, okay, how do we make this work? Yeah, how does life work? How do, you know, how do we argue right? How do we... Remain decent, you know, to each other. Right. 
Which is... I mean, that's a, that's a hard thing to do in any marriage. Yeah. But now when you're going off of not really knowing the person that well... You know, because like you and I... Okay, we said we knew after two weeks that we were going to get married. Mm-hmm. But you waited a year and a half before you proposed to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I said, yeah. Yeah, and I really don't <laughs> know why. I, I really don't. And, and honestly, guys... I wouldn't recommend that. I really wouldn't. If you have somebody that you are friends with, and this is just me, you know what? You continue with what you're saying. I'll get back around to it. Well, I was going to say that might actually be a good good segue into one of the things we missed about this particular seat that we missed in missed mentioning about this particular season is there was a girl who auditioned to be on the show mm-hmm. and this one guy who auditioned to be on the show right girl's name amber the girl's name was amber and the guy's name was raven right and you find out while they're going like doing the the um while dr pepper is doing the home Right. Sur- no, not home search. I don't know what like you want to call yeah, it. But yeah. Whatever, you know, what she does in the home, you find out that this Amber and this Raven have been best friends since they were children. Yeah, best friends. Best friends. And they're still best friends. Okay, so now here is where I'm going to interject. Because this is a pet peeve of mine. And, okay. I don't get it. I don't get... You have a friend that is your best friend since childhood. And they are... If you're heterosexual, they are of the opposite sex. Mm. And they are the person that you know you can go to with anything. They are your shoulder to cry on. They are your... You know, everything. Why don't you marry that person? They are your best friend. You should marry your best friend. Your your wife or your husband should be your best friend. I will go on record. Michelle, you are my best friend. (laughs) In my theory, if you're choosing, if you're marrying someone else, and you have someone who is a best friend who is of the opposite sex, your husband or your wife, your significant other, is second best. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I don't... And you'll hear, oh, we're too good of friends. We didn't want it to ruin that. If you're that good of friends, you will have the best marriage in the world. I don't... I think there may be a very rare case but I, I still find it hard to figure out how, what would make it rare enough to do that right. but I, I do want to give a little bit I could personally give a little bit of wiggle room in that okay very 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 little mm-hmm. <laughs> I think nine and a half cases out of ten that should be the case yeah and I don't but yeah I, I don't because what wound up happening in this, you know, I, I will go spoiler alert on this. So if you're going to watch the series, 
turn off the volume for just a few minutes, a few seconds here. Um, Amber Raven did not get matched with anybody, so he was not part of the experiment. Amber did. She got married. Um, at the beginning, it looked like it was going to be a great mm-hmm. relationship. It looked like it, everything was going to go wonderfully. Um, very quickly after they got home, that took a nose. It took a nosedive. Yeah, this guy would go out. He he would leave at like two o'clock in the afternoon before she came home from work, and then wouldn't come home until the next night. Right. And on one of the episodes that he did that, she found his wedding ring at home. At home. Um, Maybe, oh, I I I was working out, so I took it off. All right. A- anyway, he he was a cheater. He cheated on her. That that was found out and confirmed and and everything else. So at the end. The very last episode, or second to last episode, whose house was she at crying on their shoulder? Raven. She was at Raven's house. (laughs) Yep. You know, and it's like, why didn't they get matched? (laughs) You know, but there's a thing, too. Here are people, you know, why didn't the experts match them? Was there something in the way, in what they're looking for? As far as a marriage that made them incompatible. Right. But that's what I want to know. Why weren't they? Was it even a consideration? Did they say on their thing, hey, I know my friend is, not, please don't match her. Which I don't get why. But mm-hmm. because you know me with, you should be marrying your best friend. So, I don't know. Well. It, it it was something that every time this moron did something, I'm like, say, I don't, I don't, I don't think Raven would have done that. <laughs> Raven, Raven wouldn't have done it. Raven wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I, I was I was Team Raven, and then you didn't even see him throughout the whole season. Right. But I was sitting there going, bet you Raven wouldn't have done that. Yep. And then lo and behold, at the end, boom, you know, and and that. You know, they have this thing where they go and talk to the significant others, like friend or family. They get insight on how to deal with, to, you know, how do we, what can you tell me about them that we could connect with, whatever. Who does Matt go to talk to? Raven. Raven. And I'm like, damn it, there's Raven. <laughs> he knows all about her. He should be with her. That <laughs> uh, uh, was infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> that one bugged me. Uh-huh. And then, um, you had the other couple, Jamie and Elizabeth, uh-huh. where I, I said it from moment one when they were in the seminar thing doing their little talking heads. They showed Elizabeth, I turned to Michelle, I said, she got crazy eyes. She's crazy. Uh-huh. And man, woof. You know, she was crazy. She wasn't crazy in the crazy sense. And I know that sounds crazy. Okay. But no, she was more. Un- it, it was more spoiled and entitled brat. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. It wasn't crazy as in she she's mm-hmm. a you know missing a screw or something. No, it was very it was inconsiderate a, of other people. Right. Well, what? It was, she was an only child. Yeah. 
So she was used to it, and and she she had daddy wrapped around her finger. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't used to somebody not doing that for her. She didn't realize that she had to give as much as was being given to her. And and you know? and and Jamie, uh, you know, he had his own set of problems. Yeah, his own set of problems was he was very unaware of himself. Meaning, he didn't know how he came across. He he didn't realize how he came across. Well, sometimes I don't him. even think he thought about what he was going to say before he said it. Because a lot of times he'd come back and go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, he he at least could admit after he said something was like, like yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably not good. Ooh. Yeah. He, 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 he was ready, fire, aim. Yes. With everything he said. And it was just like. Sometimes it was fire, aim. And then like, wait, ready. I'm, I'm I'm not ready to talk. Well, you already did, dude. You you <laughs> let a lot of you know. There was no putting that genie back in the bottle. <laughs> when, when you t- call your wife, uh, 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 we can't even say it. Uh, so what? we we can't. We uh, we can't even. even... I I push it a little bit. Uh, you was, know what? It what is. was the adjective? It was materialistic. Ma- materialistic. Word that you never, ever, 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 ever call them. There you go. You know what it is. <laughs> you know. You know. But, yeah, he... <coughs> so, needless to say, like, in that relationship, people were leaving constantly. <laughs> Tables were being shoved and pushed. And, and, and Yeah. Yeah, they're still married. Yeah, they actually <laughs> found the way to work this out, evidently. <laughs> They they found their towards the end. I real I did like them as a couple. Mm-hmm. I really did. You could see why they were matched with each other. Yeah, you know, and it was like they just really had to figure it all out. And yeah. they still had a ways to go. It appeared, but you mm-hmm. know, they they were working on it. They were they were putting in the work that it took. Right, because like her whole thing, she was very explosive. You know, he was. More deadpan, yeah. Like with his insult or his response to things, he was very deadpan. He 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 reminded me a lot of like Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And his look, he was a bald Jerry Seinfeld. But he would say something very deadpan, like, "Won't you shut the f up?" And not. Realize he said something wrong, mm-hmm. and then back it up with things like, "Well, you embarrassed me. You embarrassed yourself. You embarrassed <laughs> everyone else." And he's just matter of fact. Yeah. And she would blow off the hinge and throw. But by the end, she learned how to kind of put her thermostat on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And be like, wait, I'm getting excited, I'm a little overheated. Can we not? Rather than run out of the room pissed mm-hmm. and cool off, she learned, you, you can tell at mm-hmm. the end, she learned how to sit there for a minute and go, all right, in my head, I'm taking a moment. Right. Let me cool down. Right. See, and now that's, that's something 
that actually does hit home for me. Right. Because I am, you know, we don't argue often. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if you consider our arguments arguments because we were. You know, we're normally on the same side of something. We're just seeing <laughs> it from a different angle. Right. <laughs> and we had learned early on what we wanted to do as far as, you know, how we wanted to um, argue. Mm-hmm. And it was basically, you know, saying, okay, I need to think. You know, let's take a step back. You go in the living room. I go in the bedroom. Vice versa. Let's think about it. Try and think of it from the other person's perspective. Right. Then let's come back together and talk about it. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, when we got back together, I was apologizing to you and you were apologizing to me. Yeah. And it, it was, you know, and it, that and that was the initial talk when we got back together was, I'm sorry. You right. know. <laughs> and it wasn't a, I'm sorry to get this over with. It was a, okay, yeah. I, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, and I see where what you're saying is aligning with what I was feeling, but I wasn't communicating properly. Correct. And it was the right. flip side for you, too. Right. But I started this off with saying her reactions hit home with me because I am the person that when I do get angry, I do want to leave. Right. I do want to... And I'm sorry to to have to say, but, and we've talked about it, you know, so this, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have. I've gotten in the car and driven away. Right. And I know that that's not the right response. And and half the time as I'm doing it, as I'm walking out to the car, I shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't do it, but I can't. And I don't know. I think that goes all the way back to the fact that, you know, I ran away from home several times. I think it's just something ingrained, however it got ingrained, I don't know, but something, when there's confrontation, I want to run. Right. <laughs> you know, and I, I think I've gotten better at it, mm-hmm. you know, but I can't say that I haven't done it, so. Being very open and candid here, guys. <laughs> but... You know, so this is basically what the show's about. And then after the eight weeks is up, they have to get together with the, with the, um, I want to say judges. They're not experts. judges. Experts. Yeah, there, there are three experts. I don't know if we even, we, yeah, we, I think we, we talked about beginning. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Pepper Schwartz. And then there is, uh, Reverend Cal. Mm-hmm. He's a pastor. And then there is, they, they had three or four other, you know, people that rotated in as, like, the sex expert. Right. Sex and relationship. Right. Right. So, those three are, you know. Right. And they get together with them at the end of the eight weeks, and at that point, the couples have to decide whether they want to stay married married? or get get a divorce. Because this is a... Legal marriage, <laughs> legally binding marriage, and the only way out is through divorce. <laughs> if you know that. <laughs> so, um, I think they said at the beginning of this one, they've got what a twenty-five percent success rate of people remaining married. 
Yeah. And I know there's some families that, you know, have expanded and have kids now and everything, and they've, re- they've remained married. Um, on this particular, this last season, season nine, um, they had a 50% success yeah, rate. Yeah. Two, two couples. Two, yeah, two for four. Yep, two couples stayed married, and two got divorced. Now, even if there's one person, like if you've got a couple and one person says they want to remain married, mm-hmm. and the other one says they want a divorce, they get a divorce. Because both of them have to say they want to remain married. Mm-hmm. So. And then, uh, and then they come back. Two months later. Is it two months later? Yeah. yeah that, the reunion was, show is two yeah. months? And then they have an update of, you know, have they been? How they, and the two couples are still married, right? Yep. 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 So. Uh, one couple is actually going to be moving away from Charlotte and going all the way to uh, Cali. Yeah. So the the uh, Jamie and Elizabeth, yeah. the, the the crazy couple. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, so they they were doing that. The other one, uh, the other th- three uh, couples, or the two that had split, and the one that were still married, they they were all staying local. Yeah. But anyway, we thought this would be a different. This would be something to bring to the table and and talk about on our podcast today. And it is something different than what we normally do. But one of the reasons why Dino and I actually enjoy this show, and we love the invention of the pause button yeah. on TV, <laughs> sometimes it takes us almost two hours to go through a one-hour episode mm-hmm. of this particular show. And that kind of goes back to what we said earlier about the fact that Dino and I talk. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of talking. I actually felt really bad because uh, one of the ladies at my job was saying how her and her husband they used to travel all the time. Mm-hmm. She goes, and they never talked to each other in the car. Wow. She said, you know, she goes, when my husband was driving, he did not want anybody to talk to him. So like, so they would sit for hours while traveling cross country and not talk to one another. Hmm. And that just, I felt really bad for her because that is so not us. Right. We, we will just sit and talk. But one of the things that we like about this show is yes, it's interesting to see how these couples get together or how they fall apart. Or, But what that does for Dino and I is it gives us ways to talk about our marriage and how we interact with each other and ultimately how we are decent to one another as a married couple. You know, because uh, we talk about being decent to others. And generally when we say that, we mean others as either in strangers or co-workers or this and that but this this week we're focusing on being decent to your spouse yep. or your girlfriend boyfriend your, your significant other however you however you term that relationship you've got to be just as decent to that person if not more so because you're going to get, you're going to see more of each other and there's going to be more opportunities for you to not be decent to each other right. than in any other relationship. Yeah. So, you know, we use this show, I guess, if you want to say it as a counseling resource. Mm-hmm. Instead of, we're visual people, so instead of sitting and reading books about marriage or, you know, books about how to be, how to communicate better, we find this and we watch shows like this and when we see something that we think can pertain to us or that we need to mention between the two of us we pause it right and we talk right yeah well i mean we we never go into it going 
Well, we don't do that. We're a lot better than these idiots. Yeah, um, I've not... said that once or twice, but that's okay. Oh, well. All right. I'll take uh, that and edit that part out then. That way we don't look like liars. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. You know, it, it is Barney in a, you know, American Idol type of way to to see the, the, the crazy crap show that happens and laugh at it. But when you see things working out between a couple or a couple that has had a real bad time have a breakthrough and they start communicating, we're, we're, we have arms raised mm-hmm. and we're celebrating that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And Yeah, no, I, I'm saying, you know, I said what I yeah. said before, but <laughs> we, for the most part, and probably most of the time, we cheer for these couples yeah. to make it because as far as we know, what we see in the interviews and whatnot, this is what they're looking for. They want to find a spouse. They want to find a lifelong partner. Right. And Dina and I know what that feels like. We found that. Yeah. We have that. And it's exciting to think that other people are going to find that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we can watch this show and we can see their ups and downs and say, you know, well, well see, this is what we would have done. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. or, you know, if we ever see ourselves here, maybe this is what we should do. Yeah. You know, because even though we've been married, oh, what, 18 years now? Mm-hmm. You know, th- we're still going to come across things that we've never dealt with before. Yeah. And we're going to need to find a way to handle it. So, you know, not that we're therapists or anything, but, you know, I, I'm i the one that suggested to Dino kind of, you know, shaking it up a little bit and and maybe taking this direction with the podcast this week is to say, you know, hey, watch the show. Yeah. Watch it with your significant other. Um, you know, make it a time for you and your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, yeah. or whatever, and use it. Yep. It's there. Yep. You know, for people who are visual and for people who may need to have that outlet but don't want to necessarily go to a counselor right <laughs> mm-hmm. you know th- something like that is a, is a it's much better than what like love island or whatever that was or temptation temptation island, island. Or whatever, or that. yeah because that's just a shit show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. bachelor yeah no yeah. no this this is a legitimate experiment trying to help people yeah you know Anyway, so yeah, so that's that. Um, okay, well, we have we had a few uh, celebrity departures. Yes, we did. Um, John Saxon of Nightmare on Elm Street. Street Enter the Dragon, Black Christmas. Um, I mean. A million other films. He passed away. Uh, Regis uh, Philbin. Regis, yeah. I think, he, I think John Saxon was 83, and Regis Philbin was 88. Right. And then, dang, Olivia yeah. de Havilland, yeah. Maid Marian herself. 104? 104. God love you. Yep. Um, yeah. So... De- definitely, you know, deserves recognition there. Um, 
Hey, Michelle. Hmm? Do you like donuts? Yeah. I like donuts. Who doesn't like donuts? Everybody likes donuts. I guess people do like donuts. Do you like donuts that are creamy yet crispy? <sighs> creamy yet crispy. Yeah. So, do you like giving away, say, I don't know, a dozen donuts? Oh, why not? That might be fun. That might be fun. Isn't that a good way to be decent to somebody? I think it is. I think it is. So, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's find someone and give away a voucher for a dozen creamy yet crispy donuts. I wonder if there's a place that sells those. I don't know. If there is a place by you, do me a favor. Go over to Apple iTunes. Give us a rate and review. Take a screenshot of that. And uh, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook. And and uh, post that there. And then we will do a drawing next week. When we record, that will will aim for Sunday. On that. All right. All right. So have those in by Sunday. Now, do they have to give us the actual technical name? Because we have not said the name of this particular donut establishment. I don't know how that works. Because they do not endorse us. Right. We are not, you know, they're not a sponsor of our show. We just happen to have. We just happen to have. Through happenstance, a coupon for a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. If there is a Krispy Kreme near you and you would like a dozen free donuts, give the rate and review. Give us a rate and review. Snapshot that. Drop it to me on Twitter at Haunt Podcast over at the Facebook group or hit me up Dino Gingali on Facebook. You know I'm always there. And give me that screenshot. Then we, I will collect those screenshots. And then we will pull a name from a hat. Will it, will it one of the girls pull the name? Good old-fashioned hat name pulling. <laughs> and. Does it have to be done by a fashionista? Probably. We'll, we'll, we'll videotape it. Alright. That way you know we're being cool and legit about it. And then we will contact you, and you tell us where how to get how to get that certificate. To how you. to get that to you? All right, sound good? I think so. <laughs> I think so. And we are going to start doing our franchise slash genre series. All right. So I, I've got somebody that wants to do um, the Friday Thirteenth franchise with me. So that'll be cool. I've got someone who is talking about doing religion. But we may steer that into another direction. Alright. Um so that is still on the table. We can take that and do whatever. If you like found footage. If you like we, we've done eco-horror already, mm-hmm. so I don't want to double-dip that. 
Oh, speaking about found footage, we've got that new yeah, new old movie that we feel embarrassed we didn't know. Dude, not for Lupin. <laughs> Where the heck did this show up from? What was it? Exists. Exists. It's... From the director of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, what did it come out? 2014? Yeah. It's on uh, Tubi. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. This is a complete blind spot for me. So... I found it last night, and I'm like, where have you been? Where? Why have we not heard of you? I was like, Dee, what is this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> We've got to figure this out. So we might end up watching that tonight. So, But if you like found footage and you want to talk about it, hit me up. If you've got a genre that I haven't thought of, and, you know, put it in, we'll talk about it. Let's get pretty niche. All right. That would be fun. Yep. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Well, guys, thank you for letting us have a little bit of a different episode. Here. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Absolutely. Michelle, you brought this one in. Why don't you take this one out?